A wise man once said, the beer is proof that God loves us and wants us to be happy. I choose to not just understand the beer that I drink, but to understand the passion that it takes to create it. This is Geeks on Tap. Hi, welcome to Geeks on Tap. I'm your host, Jared, and today we have a very special guest. Very special because you guys know him. He is the former host of Geeks on Tap, Isaac Harigold, the star of the number one viewed video on this channel, 2,200 views for Belgian beers. Your last episode that you did, by the way. So that has been just an outperformer. And I want to try to mimic your numbers. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to crack the code at this moment. Yeah, it would make sense that like the going away show is the last. It's like the last episode of MASH was like the highest rated TV show in the history of America. Anyway, thanks for having me, Jared. I'm really excited to talk to you. We haven't actually spoken in a while. And Michigan's been real weird. The last Uh, time we've been in the same room was actually at Mortza Beat, actually, to be honest. Yeah, that was the last time. No, 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 no. You no, it was when we I helped you move. That's yeah, right. I gave you that beer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the beer. I haven't drank that yet, by the way. I'm still waiting for us to get together. I know. And if it weren't midway through the day when we're recording this, I would be like, dude, I've got this 17% bourbon barrel imperial coffee chocolate cocoa nib stout that is made by Oddside Ales that I was thinking about cracking into so we could both dive into something stupid. But I got to go pick my daughter up. I can't believe that, like, wow it's up to 2002 views like i haven't looked at it in so long yeah it's it's crazy i've honestly been heartbroken like it's just like not being able to do this like it's 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 been rough but also like that's why i was kind of excited about this because i'm just like oh i've been teasing the idea of like getting back on i'm starting to think about things i want to do after i get vaccinated next week yeah and one of them is like i'm going to wait two more weeks because i've already waited a year and yeah. then I'm going to go to a fucking brewery and I might yes. look at toilet. I don't know. Uh, since you moved up to Michigan, um, you, have you been able, yep. You, you said you've just now really not been able to kind of go out and explore, but there's a lot of breweries. I mean, the most notable is actually founders as well. I've been to the founders tap room. Um, mm-hmm. they're giant. Uh, they're, they, they yeah. have a big, big facility here. They actually have a really wonderful, uh, restaurant on the back of the brewery downtown bit and they have like two different tap rooms um, okay where it's like one of them's kind of a specialty like one-offs and stuff like that and you can also like rent that room out for like private you know corporate parties and stuff mm-hmm. and then there's the actual like restaurant that they have and that one has like 30 taps and most of those are like their standards and then they're rotating and then they have a couple of one-offs that they do as well it was great um i hung out with the bartender this is pre-pandemic last year I hung out with the bartender for like two hours and i was like i've been a bartender like i started giving him my yeah. bonafides and everything and <laughs> he was just like he was like man I, I i'd love to hire you but i've been here for two years and yeah. the only way you get a bartending job here is if somebody leaves and nobody's let, like i'm the youngest guy here and i've been here for oh. two years and i'm like oh dude yeah okay michigan <laughs> the michigan restaurant scene is a lot different up here brewery wise founders is everywhere uh bells of course also is everywhere yeah um new holland is everywhere jelly yeah. pumpkin is now everywhere they have like eight restaurants up here all of them pizzerias hmm. fantastic uh but i've been really interested much like in austin i was really interested in like finding some of the smaller guys and going up there's a bunch of uh like texas and michigan aren't that different as far as like the way they're laid out it's just yeah. texas is a lot more there 
Yeah. Right. So it's like Michigan has like five good sized cities and then there's a bunch of small towns. And then the small towns is where you'll find some of the like more interesting ones. There's a little vacation spot up on the beach. Well, that they call Lake Michigan the beach. So when I say the beach, that's what I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it does look like it is a beach. It's a giant. Yeah. Giant anyway um up there there's a little town called grand haven that's like really wonderful little tourist spot and there's two breweries up there that i absolutely love one of them is called grand armory um and oh. the other one's called odd side ales odd said is kind of like um you know martin house brewing out of a yeah i love martin brewery. house they tend to do some really wacky wacky stuff all the time yeah. odd side is kind of similar um, except they definitely focus more on hot profiles. So like they have a, a, a metric ton of different types of IPAs. All of them are different. All of them are new, unique. Um, they have a whole series called Dank Juice where they just like, it's featuring a different hop every time. Yeah, it, They're amazing. And then they do double Dank Juice, which comes in a black can. And that one rotates every couple of months. Uh, and it clocks in at like nine and a half percent. They're just, they're very, very odd and very experimental. Their beers are surprisingly affordable for the craftiness of them. And mm. they have a massive tap room uh, up in Grand Haven as well. And they're literally, I want to say like half a mile from Grand Armory Brewing. So okay. whenever we go up to the beach during the summertime, I'm definitely going to uh, work on checking the two of them out. I've enjoyed their beers. I'd really like to go and sit and hang out with the guys. Um, yeah like it's literally just too many griffin claw they're out of a uh, sheboygan i want to say that's a okay. real place <laughs> it sounds like it's a made-up place right <laughs> Dude, some, of the, some of the towns up here in michigan are so goofy where you're just like saga tuck and you're like that sounds like something that you do like something that got caught in your throat and you're like oh my saga tuck's <laughs> acting up <laughs> sheboygan. I, yeah there's a new I one take a lot of yeah i'm sorry i take a lot of calls from from wisconsin so yeah. it's uh, like Chagamooga Falls or like some weird, like weird Indian mixed name. Like, and, and, you know, the and the thing is like, most of it, yeah, most of it is just like a cross between like Native American names that got whiteified. Um, I feel yeah. like the white privilege version of what those names actually were, I'm sure. Uh -huh. um, and then like, yeah, Dutch names where it's like a lot of excess uh, consonants that shouldn't be there. Which you get that in Texas, Pflugerville, for instance. Why yep. is he still there? We don't know. Wine uh, City, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's some uh, there, there's some really a uh, Saga Tuck Brewing actually is a really oh. good brewery. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. There's just a I'm I'm really curious and very interested. Like the past year has kind of been a year off for me, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, I've been sitting and actually reading books about beer now that I'm a little more stable as far as like financially yeah. and a little bit more emotionally um but uh yeah i'm reading a couple of uh, beer history books at the moment yeah. as well as a beer and philosophy book that i'm really curious that's really cool it's a bunch of different essays written by people like uh michael jackson whom i've talked about before yeah on the yeah show, I think. um it, it, sorry a side note not that michael jackson a michael jackson who's a, a beer expert by the way anyways yes so. a tiny little welshman who passed away about 15 years ago but yeah. um he just one of the most wonderful beer writers ever. And so he edited it and he actually wrote an essay for mm -hmm. the book. Uh, it's just called Beer and Philosophy. Uh, pick it up. It's it's super cheap and really interesting. The very first, I'll put it this way. This is the level of like weirdness it is, right? The very first um, essay mm -hmm. is about the concept of a beer is not 
a beer in its fullest state until it's been poured out of a tap into a glass. Ah. So it's that kind of thing where it talks about like, well, you know, when it's in a can, it's in stasis, but the natural order of beer, the natural expression of a beer coming into full bloom and maturing as it will is coming out of a draft into a glass being shared with friends and i was reading that like right in the middle of the pandemic like after i hadn't seen anybody outside of this household for six months (laughs) and i'm just like no um so yeah and it's like now that you know now that i'm on the other side of that i'm kind of looking at it just being like you know what yeah you're right man i do i do miss that i miss that aspect of like going to the breweries and hanging out with people and meeting interesting people and being able to talk about stuff and if it's just beer it's just beer that's great um so i look forward to getting the second shot and being able to hook up to all the 5g towers around here (laughs) oh yeah i forgot to mention the beer and drinking this is your hand brewing they're out of the upper peninsula as you may or may not know michigan is actually two little mini states there's the big mitten that everybody knows yeah and then there's like little dangly on the other side right. of lake michigan um up in mackinac not mackinac as i've been corrected multiple times ad nauseum uh it's mackinac uh but you go across the mackinac bridge to get to uh-huh. the upper peninsula and these guys are called upper peninsula and the name of this beer is the upper peninsula ale uh I've only had like two beers from them, this one and their IPA. Uh, Uh I bought their Summer Blonde. um, So I'm curious about that. And then uh, I just saw, I want to say like a smoked porter from them that I'm curious to try. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. Who else? Oh, dude. So out of Chicago, these guys, uh, you can't really see them. Uh, Yeah, this light. Yeah, the lighting. Anyway, so Uh these guys are called Off Color Brewing. Now, the thing about them is they were kind of going for a Jester King vibe originally. Whenever they came up, I read about them right before I moved here. Um, mm-hmm. Their artwork is super dope. It's very, very simple. This mouse is kind of like their mascot. He shows up in a lot of the things. Nice. And they started off as kind of like a, a, a wild fermentation brewery mm-hmm. was what they were going to be going for. They wanted to be very boutique. They wanted to be very niche, but they also wanted to make their beer available and like uh, you know, tall boy cans. That way they can actually be preserved for a lot longer. Then the pandemic hit. And I think they were in maybe year two or year three. And mm. they had made a beer called Beer for Ca- uh, Beer for Cafes, where they made a vanilla chai cream ale. Mm. And okay. the thing is, they had just come out with that right before the pandemic. And it flew off the shelves. Like, they couldn't make enough of it. So then they just ended up surviving throughout the pandemic with this whole beer for series so they have like beer for pizza which is kind of a saison with like mixed spices and oregano and stuff like that um and this one is beer for golf which is from the description of it it's a wit style beer with lemon and black tea added so i think they're literally going for an arnold palmer here so these ah, guys are hard and i was reading a really wonderful article about them the other day that they were just like yeah this actually saved us like a lot we just started Uh, doing so they're still doing different styles they're still staying true to their muse they just pivoted into doing sessionable beers and then like kind of making them all beer for this specific thing i think i saw one that was like beer for knitting even (laughs) it's it's bizarre but it's also like man way to be creative guys that's that's pretty damn brilliant for a new brewery to be able to do that i was uh i was excited to read about them i'm excited to try this uh the beer for cafes is amazing this has been my go-to 
This has been like the beer that has been in the fridge most often. This is Norm's Raggedy Ass IPA. It's just, it's super cheap. This is, it's uh, almost become, it's almost become Zoe, except it's an IPA. Like it's just super cheap, really crushable. Four, it's like eight bucks for a four pack of Tall Boys, and it's only available in Tall Boys, which is what I also love about it. Oh wow, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, like it's it's yeah. one of the cheaper like beers up here. Most of the beers up here run about the same pricing that Austin did. So it's like anywhere from like nine bucks to like 12 bucks for a six pack of most of them. But a lot mm-hmm. of guys up here do tall boys. Like there's breweries, uh, Big Lake, Mich- uh, they're up on Lake Michigan. I can't, Big Lake Brewing Company. They only do tall boys. I have yet to see a single 12 ounce out of them. Um, and they focus on mostly hazy IPAs from yeah. what I've seen. And most of them are good. Some of them are just, candy and sweet and diabetic inducing uh but uh they did a monster stuff that was like 11 that almost knocked me on my butt um it was just big and bold and like every single sip of it was a monster it was incredible i wish i could remember the name of it but that was a few months ago well i want to talk about what i'm drinking uh <laughs> very appropriate it's called isaac <laughs> um and this, this is this is from Italy, which is yeah. interesting. I found this. I found this. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been to H Mart in Austin. Yeah. It's the Asian uh, food uh, food market. Oh, H Mart. No, I, I never got to go. Shay was a huge fan of it. Uh, yeah. I never got to go. Yeah. So I went there. We, we were going there during the ice freeze because we needed water because <laughs> everybody's trying to get okay. water at that time. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. yeah. I want to talk about that, but go on, go on, go on, go on, go on. Anyways. <laughs> so then we're, we're just shopping there and I'm like, Oh, they have like imported like Asian beers. And I'm like, Oh, this will be interesting. And like, I, I found this and I was like, Holy shit. It says Isaac on it. <laughs> um, remind me of the name of the brewery. It's not Beneficio del Ducato. It's some, hey, uh, I, I highly doubt I can even pronounce this. It'll, it'll say like Beneficio first. And then the name of the brewery is last. Uh, B A L. I'm sorry, B A L A D I N. Huh? Yeah, yeah, Bal Baladin. Okay, okay, yeah, that's right. I was like, I think society after that. I think it says society. Yeah, Baladin. Kids were Italian, you see. Even we make beers that didn't even start here, really. I've had that before. I found that when I was working at the Whip End. Uh, it was one of uh, the first beers that I bought uh, with my money from the Whip End when I was working there. And, nice. Uh, it's nice. It's a nice little Hef. Um, I think you'll enjoy it. Pretty low. Oh, alcohol. I love Hef. I love Hefeweizens. I know. Yeah. I uh, I got, uh, I actually was a little bit upset whenever I uh, looked at the alcohol content on it because mm. I was doing a lot more back then and I was like 4.3 <laughs> that's like one of my burps like that's not even all of my bodily fluids have more alcohol content than that yeah oh it does but, smell like a Hefeweizen oh shit oh dude it's super it's super banana esters and like you're gonna get some really nice bubblegum notes off of it it's less bubblegummy than I would say live oak cap and it's definitely got more of a spice content to it uh and generally speaking i haven't had it in a while but generally there's there's definitely some sediment in the bottom it does tend to settle mm. but it's it's a really wonderful it's very it's got a very smooth complexion without being overly creamy um and it's just pleasant mm, nice yeah it is it's a little it's a little too carbonated for my taste but it's pretty good it is kind of bubbly. If I'm not mistaken, I think they actually uh, bottle condition it. So they usually, 
throw it and like it's not a beer that a lot of people drink i always see it in places and sometimes you'll get like some that have been around for like a year or two so yeah. in that case it's you're looking at a higher carbonation level yeah. if it's like more than eight or nine months old mm-hmm. um all right i'm gonna do this one with you then okay uh, so this is uh modern times brewing which you may, yeah. may not be familiar with they're pretty cool we filmed this episode a couple of weeks ago, and in that time, a ton of allegations of harassment and assaults of women, blatant racism, and homophobia have come to light against several breweries, including Modern Times. We are omitting this small portion for that reason. Geeks on Tap and our guests stand in solidarity with the accusers, and we hope that they get justice out of this movement. We believe that beer is made to bring people together, not tear people down. Well, this is one I think that people, if you like Hefeweizens or if you like you know, champagne. I think this would be a perfect companion. It did, you know? it, it's very mimosa-y. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always found like if you made a proper mimosa and you threw like half your spice rack in it, because I definitely always got like some nutmeg out of that guy. And I don't know if that was a byproduct of the esters or if they actually added spices to it. But I have, just have it now yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it was perfectly enjoyable. It's, it's, it's a very, very good beer. And it's definitely a different take than what you get out of a lot of American apps for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So how was the freeze? Can I ask? Because oh, I, God. I, <laughs> like, I mean, I, it, it was it was so weird. It was so weird to see because we were having our bad snowstorm at the same yeah. time. So my coworkers were just like, oh, man, like you know like it's snowing in the south and i'm like yeah i'm really legitimately worried about my friends because austin's not set up for this there's no insulation and like as i explained like why texas is suffering through this and they're like oh god and i was like yeah and then the power went out (laughs) and they all just kind of went oh my god is everybody okay and i will say the upside was like i was on a lot of facebook groups like watching like especially service industry friends and stuff and uh, I wished I had been there to help just because, yeah. but also I'm glad I wasn't there. But the one thing that I did see was a lot of mutual aid come through. I saw like a lot of people like offering up their places because the outages were so random. It seemed in some yeah. areas that it was just like, Hey, come charge your phone or walk your dog or take a bath or do whatever you got to. So that was really nice to see, but the ultimate failure of it was terrifying like what, what yeah. was the worst thing what was the worst thing you did like um, obviously not cannibalism but the you worst, know the worst thing we did was ice harvesting for water oh man yeah um so i'm sure that's common in in, in Mich- michigan so <laughs> no not at all we have we we we, we have infrastructure built like oh, all the okay, okay, are okay. insulated <laughs> like things you don't think about all right ready for this um we have power lines above ground here I had not seen that in so long. Because wow, yeah. What was the last time you saw power lines in Austin? Yeah, you're right. I mean, I think I'd see poles, but that's telephone. That's not power. Yeah. Yeah. Like, power lines all run above ground here. And I never thought about that. I, I've just gotten so used to Texas where it's like that's so bizarre that that they're everywhere here in a way that they just weren't uh, down yeah. there. So I thought that was just weird little differences like that. Other than that, it's a lot like Texas. Like once you get outside of the major metropolitan areas, there's yeah. like little, little tiny towns as you're driving through. A lot more rest areas though. Like there's rest areas like every 10 miles. Wow. So like, And part of that is because most of the highways suck so bad that you're going to get the pee literally beaten out of you by the road beneath you. 
<laughs> is it like just oh yeah yeah it's like but 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 there's a rhythm to it they're equally crappy all the way through <laughs> but um yeah it was it's it's not my favorite thing and my job for carvana is half the day i'm spending in a truck driving two mm. places and there's certain roads that i'm like there's no way around this and this is gonna suck and i'm just gonna have to stop and pee before i get on the 69 and that's the worst right. part it's the nicest named road but it's also the worst one for all your lower bits <laughs> very glad i have health insurance that i'm going to start exploiting now and that you already have your kid yeah yeah <laughs> definitely definitely i've uh i did want to kind of talk about that um so you're <laughs> Your daughter just turned four, right? Uh-huh. Yep. She's okay. still not dead. Right. Good. Good. <laughs> but uh, one thing that I noticed, and I, I really wish I could have gone to this, but your the first birthday party you had at Family Business Brewery, yeah, yeah. I unfortunately was like, a, like literally like bleeding from the inside. I'm not even joking, bleeding from the inside. No, time. I remember. I remember. Yeah. Like you, you, you were going through some. You were going through some shit back then, my friend. Yeah, I couldn't. Like I couldn't walk like ten feet without collapsing. So that was like right uh, after. That was like right after your last surgery, was it not? That was before my surgery. That was before. That's the, the reason why I had to get the surgery. That's right. Yeah. 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 yeah that was. It's like you. If anybody had an excuse not to show up to my daughter's first yeah. birthday party, I might be dying. Is definitely the one that uh, I'm most empathetic towards. Oh, I can't get out of bed. Really, Jarrett's dying, and well, he still tried to come. Well, it's it's that, and I try to get a ride with Robbie. He's like, "Well, I have to work," and I'm like, "Fuck you." <laughs> no, no, God, no, no. I didn't want anybody. Nobody should have to suffer just because my kid didn't die for a year. <laughs> that's right. ridiculous but, but i wanted to meet dean i don't know who i don't know if it's dean he or... wasn't he wasn't there oh okay he wasn't there he's probably barely there the brewery itself is really really beautiful yeah um, i've never been it, i want to go yeah it's worth the trip um yeah. it's uh you know it's out past uh hamilton pool road like mm -hmm. literally just past the road that you take to get to hamilton pool it's worth it's worth the day trip the food truck is really really good um it is set up for families just be aware of that like they actually have a playground and they encourage you to like bring your family oh that's around. cool yeah surprisingly that's like, actually really cool it, it it is picnic tables set up everywhere it's not dissimilar to jester king where it's like yeah on these beautiful pastoral grounds it's just the brewery itself is a lot more of a modern building that's kind of painted up like a barn so it's mm. definitely like going more for austerity and modernity on the interior of it with like rustic touches of like wooden stuff. Yeah. Um, all their beers that they have um, are very, very good. And they've only gotten better with time. Cause when I went, I think they'd only been open for about a year or so. And uh, I just yeah. happened to know the manager of the tap room at the time. It was a fun party. We actually put down our, we put down our card and was just like, once we let us know when we hit like, you know, a hundred bucks, everybody showed up. And whenever you showed up, we gave you a narwhal sticker because our daughter's thing was narwhals at the time. So oh. we gave you a narwhal sticker. And when you took up the narwhal sticker to the bartender, they knew you were part of our party and nice. your first was on us. So we, we dropped some money on that and it was fine. And one of our friends made an avocado cake for her to smash into. And <laughs> it was, it was a blast. It was honestly a blast. Um, and I needed yeah. to, and I thank Brandon for the photos that he took. Cause he took some really beautiful photos. That's good. Uh, yeah, 
but it was it was it was it was a really good time but i'm glad you didn't die on site because that would have just been terrible well i didn't know it at the time like i <laughs> no that's right that was before yeah. you got that was before you actually like went to a doctor because going to no. a doctor is terrible well no i went to no okay i, I hate to hash this whole thing up but yeah no i was I, the whole thing was because i had a surgery uh in february of that year and then that's where the whole got started and then i was i was leaking blood into my lungs let me just put it that way that's probably the <laughs> easiest way to kind of illustrate it and then over the course i ballooned up like 20 pounds to the point that i couldn't even walk like without collapsing like from like literally from one end of the apartment to another end of the apartment jesus yeah it was bad like i didn't know i was dying at the time it sounds like you should have known you were dying at the time. Well, because I was like talking to my doctor, and he's like, and to be honest, he's still my cardiologist, like nothing against him, but they just didn't see it, you know. And they had to yeah. actually go into and do a catheterization to see where the damage was to go, like, oh, oh this is worse than what we thought. Because I told him, I was like, hey, I'm like not getting better. Like, we need to figure out what's going on here because I, I'm literally like not getting better <laughs> that's yeah it's like yeah. it's been a couple of months now and i still feel like there's a hole in my heart <laughs> i don't know why call me crazy doc <laughs> I, i'm impressed that he's still your cardiologist that's definitely like that to me that would be like a fireable offense but also i'm empowered <laughs> and i would never fire a doctor i'd be like oh he tries so hard i did want to talk about a little bit about uh kind of like how we got how we met kind of like the yeah. history of the show sure so uh for those that i'm gonna address camera now <laughs> for those who don't know the show started with me as the host because uh, at that at that point i didn't know how to do it and then um so oh, yeah because you did four corners brewing yes. right? yeah because you showed me that episode yeah four corners and i was yeah. just like hey welcome to beer geeks that's cool <laughs> <laughs> It was a lot of that. It, it was yeah. definitely, you did not know what to do on camera. <laughs> and then, um, so we met up with your then roommate. Um, oh my gosh. Chad. Chad, thank you. Sorry. <laughs> your then roommate, Chad. And he's like, oh, because we we're looking for a comedian who's also a beer aficionado. And he's like, oh, my roommate, he's a, you know, he has a Cicerone level one and he bartends and he knows his shit and he's a comedian. And I was like, oh, cool. So I met up with you, and then it was at the Whole Foods uh, mm -hmm. off of Lamar, right? Yeah, it was at the yep. Whole Foods off of, uh, yeah, it's South Lamar, down by, uh, literally right around the corner from where we lived, uh, where Chad yeah. and I lived at the time. I'm, I'm surprised. I'm pretty sure he came home, and he was just like, the way that he explained it to me, he was like, oh, would you mind going to meet my friend? I got this idea for a beer show. And yeah. I thought you're going to be like, my roommate's a raging alcoholic who actually somehow remembers things. It was something like that, but he, he put it in a much more, you'd have to know Chad, but like Chad is a, a surly son of a bitch, uh, but also a really loving, caring human being who understands how connections work. And so yeah. I was like, yeah, sure. I'll go give it a shot. And mm. yeah. And then I met with you and we sat down and I immediately started talking about the beer in front of you because I really wanted you to like me. Yeah, and then it was a you recommended the gentleman's relish. I yep. remember that gentleman's relish on nitro, which is amazing on nitro. Yeah, I haven't had that beer in a long time. It's it's it, 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 
Lone Pine, whenever I left anyway, Lone Pine was kind of doing a rotating thing where it was like they weren't, mm-hmm. where they, their distro deal was apparently, they were focusing more on Houston and which was the closest town to where they're out of. And then, uh, you know, whatever was left over would go up to Austin, but they were also focusing more on uh, naturally conditioning the beers that they were bottling and selling mm-hmm. them in four packs, 16 ounce uh, uh, bottles. And their packaging was great they were a really good brewery they just took a long time to get to where they were going and i feel like i don't know what they're up to now i'd be curious to go back and see what they're doing uh, yeah because i always thought that their beers were far superior with the natural conditioning but again that's me just being a total snob about it on tap their beers are great 667 the neighbor of the beast is one of the best uh, Imperial IPAs. Uh, it's a rye IPA, oh. and I absolutely adore it. And I will fight anyone who says otherwise. Uh, you can just, <laughs> no, you're wrong. It's like, oh, lo- yellow rose. Yellow rose is good. It's a good damn yeah. beer. No ifs, ands, or buts. I applaud it. Six six seven is a great beer, mm. and that's where the difference comes in. Also, probably because it's only available a couple months out of the year. And again, yeah. So- but, and also, it depends on people's preferences about IPAs. Like, I'm not an imperial yeah. IPA kind of guy, to be honest. I got I love electric jellyfish. Oh yeah, I don't oh. feel like you can. I it, when I it's rarer to me to find somebody who doesn't enjoy electric jellyfish. I'd be curious to know, like, what it tastes like now that they've got like the full canning operation running full time and everything. Yeah. Whenever you scale up like that. In, you've got to make certain adjustments in the yeah. beer and sometimes it works out it works to the betterment of making the beer more refined product and mm. sometimes it changes what the beer was so much that it's not the same thing as it was before mm. right it's like why did you even call it this i understand this is your intellectual property and what i said but this isn't the beer that i fell in love with right, right. it's like watching the prequels after growing up with the original star wars trilogy you're just like <laughs> why did you even bother calling it this i don't want to rehash this but why did you bother calling it that when we all know that's not what it was um it's it's that kind of thing where it's just like i i and so i'd be curious about ej because i've tasted almost every permutation of electric jellyfish mm-hmm. and it's grown and it's changed and it's evolved but yeah. at no point did it ever lose that core. And so I'm curious about like what the full-time production running, what it, I miss my Austin breweries. I, I really yeah. miss like having that much of an insight into the scene and watching all of these incredible people like grow and change and put out bigger, better, weirder projects. Like mm-hmm. I miss going and sitting at Jester King. I genuinely miss going to the Hops and Grain Tap Room. Yeah. Uh, I, I, miss, I miss my friends you've talked about on the show previously like kind of how you got your start in beer um so you started working opal divines that's kind of how you started crafting your your beer knowledge right okay i'll tell you the story so (laughs) i'll I'll just do it like it's pretty clear so yeah when i started working at opal divines the marina location which is no longer with us r.i.p um i don't think any of them are uh, the one near me there's only one too. there's only one left oh yeah. there's only one um, okay uh the, the basically just um the first the original freehouse one over on west 6th street uh shut down because rent just got too high uh because you know that was during the great boom of you know everybody moving to austin a few years yeah. ago 
and then Penfield, which, you know, down by 71, but still kind of close enough to downtown. That rent got too high. And then, you know, without two of those restaurants to support the other one, it just, it, 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 it fell apart and it breaks my heart because Opal's yeah. family was, that was my original like Austin family of like restaurateurs. So, and I am still friends with uh, quite a few of those people uh, because, yeah. you know, we helped build that place. Anyway, long story short, too yeah. late. I was working there and I'd been there for about a month. And then we had 55 taps, 75 scotches, all this booze. And we did once a month um, uh, uh, courses on specific scotch or whiskey companies. So like the Jameson would come in and they would go through the history of like all of the Jamesons and we get to do tastings and stuff. And all that was very cool. But, you know, scotch is, scotch is something you either splurge on because A, you've been saving up for it. And it's like, there's that one shot that's like $85, right? Or yeah. you just have more money than God and you really don't care. And so you just blow your money on scotch on the regular because you enjoy it for whatever reason um yeah. but bread and butter most people a, coming in are going to be drinking beers because opals yeah. had an unpretentious menu it's like burgers and fries and fish and chips and pub grub that's all it is and i realized like i don't know enough about beer like it's all these different taps and i don't understand anything and so i asked one of my coworkers, of like who do i talk to about like learning about the beer because i have to know something about this it's such an extensive list 55 taps is a lot and we rotated like 10 or 15 of them and so they were just like dude just talk to jake like who was the bar manager at the time yeah and i was like all right so i walked up to jake and i was like i don't know anything about beer i've only been drinking it for a few years and i need to know more about beer so tell me everything and jake's like well what specifically do you want to know and when he asked me that question at first my initial response was like gary oldman style everything and uh so he was just like no 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 like all right what do you what do you want to know about it like do you want to know tasting notes do you want to know how to sell this do you want to know the history of it like where do you want to start with this because yeah. i know a lot and i'm like okay like I just need to know the difference between like, why is a Hefeweizen different from an IPA? And he's like, okay, so you just need to know the basics. Yeah. He's like, all right, cool. Every day you work, come and sit down with me after work. We'll do some tasters. I'll try to explain it to you as best I can. And I'm like, all right. And so we did that every day. I would come in after I got done with work. I would sit at the bar. We do like two or three tasters. I'd pick a beer and mm -hmm. then he, I would sit there and drink it. And then like kind of try to process it with them, like talking about, um, you know, why does this taste this way? What is this I'm feeling, you know, besides the alcohol content, like what is, like, what is this yeah. sensation that I'm feeling? How would I put this in the words? He was teaching me salesmanship, but he was also teaching me about beer yeah. um, and like how to describe it to people in a relatable manner. And so this went on for the next couple of weeks. We did the same thing with all the alcohol, like over the first few months I did this. And so from the time that I started where I knew nothing and I had to go keep asking people questions to the time that I left, by the time I left, I was the guy that everybody came to and was just like, I don't know what beer this guy wants. Like, Isaac, can you help me out? It's something you gave him. And I'm like, oh yeah, he wanted the um, uh, Aventinus uh, Schneiderweiss. It's a, a Dunkel, it's in a bottle. Like, I'll go get it for you and bring it over to you and you can bring it up later. I was that guy. And it was just because Jake 
who Jake Adams, a wonderful, wonderful bartender who still lives in Austin, I believe. Uh, he became my mentor basically uh, yeah. for the entire time that he worked there. And anytime I had questions, anytime I felt stupid, I would go to Jake and he would first make me feel a little bit dumber than I did. And then he would stop and tell me how I could make this work. Um, and he would give me books to read and like, he would give me specific websites to go visit. And then after that, I was just like, Shit, I didn't realize a beer could be this much. Right. Like, and my brain gravitates towards, Oh, this is a nerdy little rabbit hole. I can fall down. Yeah. Like, so down the rabbit hole, I went and, Beer is a beautiful thing because it's so infinite. It's got such a long history um, from so many different aspects, right? Like there's the actual like fluid itself and how it goes back to like prehistoric times. We don't even know how beer was invented. There are theories mm. that it probably helped form agrarian societies or it was a byproduct of it at the very least. Yeah. Uh, so beer actually helped start civilization or at the very least aided the production of or aided the growth of civilization um, there's multiple historical aspects to it in different eras where it's like, oh, this was also used as liquid bread. This was uh, used for the proletariat. There's theories about the fact that, you know, the idea of witches, because brewing was so focused in the feminine world for a yeah. really long time, that the idea of witches, the hats, bubbling cauldrons, seducing men with their feminine wiles and oogly booglies yeah. those are beer brewers people used to literally wear hats to signify what they were what they did for a living like in a weird way right and it was no. status symbols and shit like that so it's like there's so many different aspects of beer that touch throughout human history because it's been there for so much of recorded human history that it's something that you can actually find out a lot about humanity uh because mm -hmm. of and uh i just find that kind of thing it's the first thing that i've found besides comic books being the modern day version of uh, uh myth making right mm -hmm. Where, like these these are the modern myths you know right everybody knows who they are especially because of the movies now but once they get to the movie thing that's now it's out into the world it's everybody understands the basic tropes of who captain america is but when you get into the specifics of it that actual like 75 year history or whatever it is like then it's just like man there's some really weird shit in there and that's the kind of stuff i like to deep dive on and i feel like beer is that but it's for like almost all of recorded history so you can start with something in beer and then you're going to find out more about human history and humanity in general. And I just find that really fascinating. And also it's why I really love to share a pint of beer with people because, mm -hmm. hey, we're literally drinking history in a glass every time we do it. And I think it's beautiful. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, we, you, you covered it on the four basic elements of beer yeah. episode we did about how historical beer is actually. It was back millennia. Like so, like it, ancient Egypt and shit. <laughs> it is the oldest known fermented beverage in some form or fashion, going back to like literally. I think the oldest beer recipe that's been replicated by Dogfish Head, uh, part of their ancient answer. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say the oldest cisterns that they found goes back like almost six thousand years, and beer was being some form of beer was being brewed even before that, because beer production is different from wine production. 
Uh, wine has been around for a very long time and has grown and evolved, but the basic tenets of how wine is brewed mm-hmm. haven't really changed that much, except for the introduction of steel vats. Whereas with beer, the entire production has always been just kind of haphazard. We didn't really start dialing in beer as its own unique thing that can be mass produced consistently until the past like 300 years. Mm-hmm. So before that, you got like a minimum 10,000 years of history that you can explore and you'll be like, how did we get to this point? <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's like, when you think about like beers were unfiltered, so beers have a lot of excess carbs. Now we think of that as a bad thing, but when you had people who were starving beer, okay, I'll tell you a story. Okay. Polaner brewery out of Germany, <laughs> right? This is one of my favorites. It's told by the reps. So how much of it is real versus how much of it is, you know, just great myth-making is up for debate. But Polaner, which is one of the oldest breweries in Germany, right? They have a, bre- a beer called Salvator, S-A-L-V-A-T-O-R-E. It's the first of the Doppelbox. Doppelbox are generally your box style beers, which are very dark, but drinkable and a little bit rich. They tend to be between like four and a half and 7% now. Uh, but they're kind of like dark beers that aren't quite on the stout scale. They're a little bit sweeter, a little bit lighter body. Um, so Salvatore is a doppelbox. So it's a double strength and double bodied version of that beer. And the story goes, Polaner was originally founded by uh, German monks. And it was a very sparse winter. The crops hadn't done particularly well. And it was also freezing cold outside. And so they basically subsisted with a minimum of food. And also by drinking the Salvatore beer itself, throughout the winter that they had just brewed for themselves. So Salvatore, which means salvation in German, is basically, it was their salvation. Like it, they saw it as a gift from God, that they had been able to brew this beer and it helps sustain them throughout the winter. And that mm-hmm. is why the beer is named that. Also, generally speaking, any Doppelbox style generally is going to end in the T-O-R-E or T-O-R because everybody, Salvatore is the first of that style. So just as kind of a weird historical thing, most brewers tend to like put T-O-R at the end of the beer. So you'll see like a liberator or, you know, like something like that. Mm -hmm. So that's the kind of weird nerdy stuff that I love where it's just like, all right, that's half marketing, but there's probably some truth to that, right? Because monks have been brewing beer for a long time. The Franciscan monk, um, history is full of actual brewers doing things uh the whole trappist movement which is actually a a way for the breweries to or for the monks to sustain themselves i always thought that trappist monks were exclusively beer it's not that it's whatever the monks grow and produce and then selling that to uh whomever decides to buy it in order to sustain the actual monastery itself it's just there are only so many trappist breweries that are in the world, but Trappist monk, uh, Trappist uh, fraternities or whatever. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah. But Trappist monasteries actually exist that do cheese or cloth or like they can do what, whatever they produce, they can sell to people and it's okay for them to sell to outsiders in order for them to maintain the monastery. So that was a weird little thing I just recently learned because I want to still go from my level to Cicerone. That's uh, yeah. That's actually I was gonna mention that because uh, I remember the last time we talked, you were looking into that. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously the pandemic has changed a lot of things, so I've uh, kind of put that on hold at the yeah. moment. Yeah, but 
it's definitely something I want to pursue for my own personal edification. And also, you know, I want to start a podcast. I came up with a funky name for it where I want to do one about like the history of just all alcohol in general, kind of do a deep dive on each episode. Uh And uh, I'm just going to call it, I drank what? (laughs) A podcast. That's good. (laughs) If anybody steals that, I'm going to choke you. I've literally looked on every podcasting platform and nobody has named their podcast that. And I find that to be yeah it's weird right it's one of those like it's like an automatic kitty pooper scooper right where it's something so simple yeah. that you're just like i can't believe i didn't think of that and make a bunch of money off of but i just discovered that i think i haven't done it yet because of the fact that it's got a, all of its socials are tied up shay has some kind of website that she looks at and it's like social mm-hmm. media aspects i don't yeah. know or maybe it'll be a video podcast like this. Maybe we can link up and do something else again. I don't know. True, true. I, it's funny. Like, I remember when we were coming up with the name for Geeks on Tap. Like, you were on site when we found that name. Because it was yes. right before we shot at, at uh, Strangeland. It was literally, we were down to the wire. It was when we were at, what, Strangeland? Yeah, Strangeland. Yeah, yeah. First, first episode. I remember that because it was like we were having issues um, because the rain the rain was the big problem because we were in that giant warehouse and there was no insulation. So the rain started rolling through and it was just so cacophonously loud in there. And it was just like, all right, cool. This will give us time to come up with a name because we still don't have one. And it was you and me and Brandon like standing there just spitballing. And I was like, all right, that's taken. No, that's taken. Yeah. So what about Geeks on Tap? And I think that like Game of Thrones had been around for like a year or two at that point. Yeah. So we didn't even think about the GOT. Like, <laughs> that was just fortuitous, but also probably killed us. Uh, but yeah, as soon as we said it out, as soon as we all said it out loud, it was like, that's kind of lame. But also that also makes it great. Like it's yeah. simple, it's to the point, And it's kind of, it describes the show in a weird way, or at yeah. least what we always wanted the show to be. Well, I, I appreciate you coming on. Um, I think we're no about problem. to wrap it up. Yeah. Um, this is because I have other things that I have to... I have that movies thing. Right. You still haven't done the movies thing. So what, yeah. is, so what is this thing? Can I ask you that real quick yeah. before we do it? So, um, so they have a pop-up that's going on around the country where they... It's, it's actually at ACL downtown where the oh. movie theater is. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. So it's like they actually made ACL as a movies and uh, you go in and you pick up your food and you can eat there as well. And um, on Monday, Kevin Smith was there to actually open it up. And I was like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) That's the second time that I missed out meeting Kevin Smith because I, I went to one of his shows and I met Jay but I didn't get to meet Kevin Smith because I actually won a card. I won a Halloween contest. Well, second place, but I won second place as silent Bob. <laughs> I mean, <I'd>, yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. One of my favorite costumes I ever saw was when I was living in Santa Cruz, California. Yeah. And there were two dudes dressed as like Jay and silent Bob. Like they just looked the part. And the yeah. best part was they both stayed in character all night yeah. long. And we were hanging out, we were, I was hanging out like around them. Like I wasn't actually hanging out with them, but they were at the mm-hmm. same bar that I was. And like, I watched them for God, at least like an hour or two. And dude, Silent Bob 
did not speak except like once every like 45 minutes you'd see him like saying something but it would just be like one yeah. line and then he'd go back to like just standing there and just like pretending to smoke a cigarette and the J guy was just like all over the map <laughs> it was brilliant I I I, I adore that I could I, I could see the chemistry. I could see you being Silent Bob uh, that 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 makes that makes a certain amount of sense <laughs> so many things you don't know about me what you don't know about me could just about fill a fucking grand canyon all right <laughs> the chasing amy speech is the best yeah. silent Bob, you always want to be a showgirl in vegas <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't know that shit did you <laughs> it's it's an otherwise like problematic movie but like his yeah. monologue in it is really really good yeah, it, that makes me happy. Although I still contend Dogma is his best film. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, I will fight I, to the on Dogma. I tried to watch reboot. I mean, I watched the reboot, and I was like, eh. "Wait, what reboot?" The Silent Bob J Jane Silent Bob reboot. It was the last movie he did. Oh yeah, yeah. no. I I weirdly enough, I live in a state where I am legally allowed to get high and I have not gotten high enough to want to watch Jay and Silent Bob reboot because I really didn't like Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back. That was the moment that I kind of fell out of love with Kevin Smith. Well, see, that's the movie I love because I, that was my apex of being into Kevin Smith. So that was like everything coming together for me. Yeah. That was was my Avengers when I was a young boy. I get it. (laughs) And like yeah. I was, I was really into Kevin Smith at the same time. Where it was just like I yeah. still love Mallrats. I think Mallrats is funny, um, but it was just like I was kind of in this like serious film nerd buff phase at that point again. And Dogma just struck me as like it's weirdly enough the most adult movie he's ever done because it grapples with like a lot of really yeah. you know, big ideas about like religion and where, you know, these gods come from. It's got a killer cast, Linda Fiorentino, again, Alan Rickman for fuck's sake. Are you kidding me? It's, it's insane that he got that cast together and there's still a giant poop monster in it as well. <laughs> this is literally a movie made for a kid like me. And yeah. then I watched Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back and I'm like, this is just a bunch of gay jokes like it just felt like a step back but also it was his single biggest budget film (laughs) yeah he made that movie for so much money and there's some good stuff mark hamill is cock knocker well that's the first Uh movie i saw in theaters that was a kevin smith movie i never because i okay oh wow okay that's right you're you're younger than me and it was senior year of high school uh it was right after i graduated it was may of 20 uh, god damn 2000 (laughs) May of 2000. I graduated in 93, just be aware. I, I know that. <laughs> so it was May of 2000. I just graduated and I saw Clerks. Mall, it's like bought Clerks, Mall Rats, and Chasing Amy on video. And I watched them in a 48-hour period. Oh, wow. So I just oh. deep-dived on that shit because I saw Dogma before. I actually saw Dogma before on DVD. Okay. And that's so- how I got into Kevin Smith. Yeah. So you get into Kevin Smith because of my favorite Kevin Smith movie. Exactly. Went back. So, okay. I watched The Natural Progression in real right. time. Like, yeah. I was a fan of Clerks because I worked at a blockbuster video store whenever it came out. 
I actually had a copy of it that I kept behind the counter at all times because every night when we would go to close up, as soon as the last customer was out the door, I put that in for them on the monitors that were always around blockbusters. Oh. And then I would keep watching it. Like <laughs> there's one version of that movie that never got checked out of the store because <laughs> I was that guy. I could probably still quote it to you verbatim because yeah. I memorized that film. And then I'm... Uh, yeah, and then I watched Small Rats and I was like, what the fuck is this? And then after watching it a second time, I was like, okay, I get it now. Like the first time I was like, this seems, why are there so many set pieces? And then it's just like, oh, wait, okay, I see what he's doing now. <laughs> you Amy, dumb bastard. <laughs> chasing Amy, seeing, right. Also, Stanley cameo. Yeah. Um, chasing Amy seemed really mature when it came out. Mm hmm. Like, I feel like that was a movie that was literally, like, I took my first, not first girlfriend, but my, then my first, like, the second, my first serious girlfriend after, like, my, like, a bad breakup and a time off where I was like, I'm just going to be single. And I took her to go see that. And she was, like, crying at the end of it. And I'm just like, yeah, this is, this is, this is really deep and stuff. And then, like, you know, going back and revisiting it a couple of years later, after knowing gay people, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I see your problems with this. <laughs> Legitimate issues, cool. And then Dogma came out and I was just like, this is the best. And then Jay and Silent Bob, and I really haven't watched a whole lot since. I did like Clerks 2. I thought Clerks 2 yeah. was a weird sequel. But I just hate the fact that he keeps going back to it. Like, I know. It's like, do so, like, like I've heard about Tusk and I want to watch Tusk because Tusk sounds like oh, such God. a crazy concept. I saw that I saw it in theaters with Brandon. Actually, me and Brandon went to go see it in theaters. We were like me, it was me and Brandon, and then like three other people in the theater, but those fuckers were talking throughout the whole fucking movie. So yeah. I never got a proper viewing of that movie. <laughs> it's I'm on, really I, pissed. I it's on Netflix. I wanna I like I wanna watch it, but I also feel like it's a movie that I need to watch with somebody. Like, I don't know I, where it is. Like now. that that seems yeah. like a movie that I want to watch with a couple of other people and like get really really stoned and just watch it because the potential yeah. for it being absolutely terrible is off the charts. Again, Isaac, thank you for being on the show. It's been great to catch up with you, um, especially great. because uh, again, you are the highest viewed host on this show. So <laughs> look look at it this way: you got a goal to live up to, and yeah, I do. Yeah, and you're you're gonna hit it. Look at how long it took me to get to that point. That was after, what, four years of stops and starts and intermittent mm -hmm. actual videos coming out. You're actually doing this consistently. Yeah. You're getting interesting content besides me uh, yeah. on your thing. And on top of that, like, you're doing the thing and you're way more comfortable on camera and you look great, by the way. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate you look it. Great. <laughs> I don't care that that's a Goodwill hat. Goodwill hats are the best hats. <laughs> Because they're the ones that fit real humans. I mean, you always have a home here. You know that. I mean, you are one of the founding members of Geeks on Tap. So, you know, we always want to have you on if, you, if you're I, able to. So, yeah. I'm proud. I mean, God, this took us, what, two months of going back and forth. <laughs> having a child does not give you more free time. Right. And, you know, having a job does not give you more free time. Having any kind of relationship does not yeah. give you more free time. But the upside is that, I'm in a better place now. So yeah, I would yeah. like to do this again is what I'm saying. One of these days, like I almost feel like we could start a separate podcast about the actual making of the old show and, you know, the New Orleans trip. 
alone would be like four episodes. Uh, the great yeah. show I never saw. <laughs> right. Except for the one interview. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I've, I've really enjoyed this. This this makes me very happy. And I'm super, yeah. su- super grateful for your success and for your time. Uh, can I do the old school outro? Yeah. <laughs> All do right. it. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to all of our social media accounts. And this has been Geeks on Tap. I've been Isaac Carrigal. And remember, your next beer is on us. Cheers, Jared. Cheers. It's empty. (laughs) Fine. Bye. Bye.